Elisal Chit Chats aims to make information available for everyone. The podcast transcripts are on elisalchitchats.wordpress.com for the hearing impaired and those who'd like to read instead. Thank you for engaging. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's another Tuesday. I am less tired, less overwhelmed, but I am here. And today, oh, I should probably introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Renith and welcome to A Little Chit Chats. Here on the podcast where we talk about your 3am thoughts, your afterthoughts and, well, um, foam. I had something planned for today, but something amazing happened during the weekend. I had a wonderful Valentine's Day. So I just thought, you know what, <clears throat> let me do this Q&A and go into... Maybe delve into it a little deeper and then we'll see what we get out of this. But okay, let's do this. Alright. So, I want to thank everyone participating in the Q&A. I actually had a lot of fun and I didn't, it was my first Q&A and I'm looking forward to future Q&As because it actually made me think, like I had to go and think. Because I'm not usually in the hot seat of being asked questions or, you know, anything like that. And I know I answered all of them because I said, let's engage. I wasn't just going to let you guys hang dry and then wait for Tuesday. Which would have been actually great answering all of these. But I will go deeper into the answers. Let's see. Okay. Would love to get your thoughts on series. More of a comparison type of thing, but in terms of overall writing, which series did it best between Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and Sons of Anarchy? This is provided you've seen them, as I know they may not be everyone's cup of tea. Should that be the case, then what's your favorite series of all time and why that one in particular? What I said was this is a difficult question and it was a difficult question to answer because sure I've seen all three of them but I literally had to think about what happened in it and how how I would answer the part with the writing because all three of them are great in writing. It's just that Game of Thrones has a lot of things that happen because obviously they're not focused on a central character or two central characters they are focused on many and because of the wait the waiting period for every season you kind of forget what happened in the previous seasons so then you have to go and recap for you to actually catch on what is happening so i think had i watched it where i binged for long it's a long series i wouldn't have been able to do that now that i think about it but what i'm trying to say is had i binged it and hadn't I had to wait like every week to watch an episode and then wait an entire year for the next season, then it would have been easier to remember with the writing. So I didn't want to say this is my favorite one or this is better because one, two, three is because I generally don't don't remember it that well to say that the writing was off or the writing was not on par or something um and then there was breaking bad which i also watched which was actually good but then i remember there were parts that i didn't like and all three series have parts that i don't like that are just dragged on but 
ultimately, Sons of Anarchy takes the cake not only because it's my favorite of the three, but because of the emotional impact it had on me, where I just found myself completely flabbergasted, where I was completely frustrated at what is happening, and <laughs> I think all Sons of Anarchy fans just felt like they were punched in the soul when Opie died. Um, and it wasn't even Opie dying that broke me. It was the funeral. I just, I couldn't handle that. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of plot twists. Also, I couldn't believe the brutality of, of, of it all. And what I liked the most was how I think it was the first... Yeah, I think it was the first series that I ever watched that had what like a couple stay together all throughout. The lead character is not going around having this girl, having that guy, and I really, really appreciated that Jackson and Tara were an a, a couple all throughout. What I couldn't wait for is Clay dying. Listen, I'm not gonna go too deep into it because I committed to doing an episode. I don't know if it'll be a right comparison because they're different, but we'll be talking about Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and Sons of Anarchy. So yeah, the next question was... Another one I have for you is, what are your thoughts on the local series, The Girl from St. Agnes, if you've seen it? And I said, I have seen it and I wrote a review, it's on my blog. I really loved it. I was really pulled into the series because of the way they structured it. The way you think you know something and then you don't know something. I did say in my blog that it was kind of hard in the beginning for me to separate it from 13 Reasons Why. Don't kill me. Stick fighting. But, um... I think the reason was because of Jane DeVitt's character, how she was involved with all these people. That's why it reminded me of 13 Reasons Why, which is exactly what they did. Um, however, I did say that the girl from St. Agnes knew where to stop the story. And I was very intrigued to see the female creators that were attached, like the producers and the writing. I really like the fact that these women are the ones at the top and in charge of creating this series. Um, Sludge Underground also said that they did a good job with the scoring as well. They featured some really sick essay indie artists on there and they gave it that homely feel you don't quite get from overseas productions. And I said, don't even get me started. I Because I am an Anna Wolf fan. Um, so there's a song of hers when she was called Taylor and was still living in South Africa. I think she moved to England and she resides there permanently now. Uh, Shaped Like a Gun is a song that's on there. So I was really, really, really excited because it was, it was, it was one of the only songs that I, I recognized. And I was so happy to hear it. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. But I really liked the music that they used. It was the first time hearing the music. I've never watched a film or a series, a South African film or a series, 
where I heard indie music or alternative music in the school. You know, you always get your, you get radio played songs mostly in South African productions. Maybe if Tux FM was still an alternative radio station, then I would have maybe heard them because I discovered most of my favorite music on Tux FM. But yeah, RIP there. <laughs> it's not really dead, it's just the genre changed dramatically. <laughs> but yeah. So, how do you feel about SA's film industry in general? Like, is it easy to dive right in in comparison to, say, US film industry? So, I don't, I, I'm not really sure. Like, it really looks easy from the outside. And I feel like America's film industry is so vast and wide. You know how they portray, oh, I'm going to an audition now, I'm going to audition there, and they don't even have agents or anything, and they just run around. This is the initial thought of what I, what came to my mind when I thought of the American film industry. It's because of everything that I've seen on TV. And then I've watched things like Californication, where it kind of also goes deeper into it. And I think the one series that kind of showed that there is a struggle to get in there um, and to stay in there was 20s. I wouldn't say I've gone deep 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 into the film industry because I'm a film student and um, I have interned at a funding entity for films so I've only been in the office and the admin side of things and it seemed difficult to get in because I was helping to coordinate one of the programs for the producers and I just saw rejection after rejection after rejection and this guy just went through these scripts I don't know how he went through a dozen scripts in, in a short space of time to say this is a good script this is what we write but I guess a good producer would know that right um, but to answer your question it depends on who you know for me, I had to go back to school in order for me to climb that ladder. Even if I was there in the admin side of things, I couldn't get on set because I don't have that qualification. Sometimes it depends on who you know. From my observation, from the observation of me as a film student and having been in that admin space of it, and also I've been told... <laughs> I've been told that you have to acquaint yourself. Who will be your next guest on the podcast? Um, you, sir. <laughs> if you'd like to be. Any recommendations for a good comedy film? <laughs> I really had to think about this one. Like, I had to think very deeply. And the fact that I had to think deeply means that I don't watch comedy. If I do watch it, it will be in fleeting in a fleeting moment where there's this new movie. I'm not really that interested, but it, I'll just watch it because it's there. I'm probably not going to remember it. So yeah, I think the last comedy that I watched was Isn't It Romantic? I, I'd, I'd rather watch a dramedy knowing that, okay, at least there's some drama in it and I might shed a tear. You know, those kind of movies where you cry as much as you laugh. Those are the kinds that I like. 
What is your favorite movie and why? I love The Breakfast Club. It's kind of hard to answer what is your favorite song, what is your favorite movie, what is your favorite what dot dot what because I kind of feel like you evolve as you grow up and then sometimes you just answer you stick to this one answer because it's you because it keeps you being you. But my favorite movie is The Breakfast Club. So this specific film spoke to me when I was younger. I just saw it one Saturday. It was on SABC2 and I was like, what's this? <laughs> and I watched it and I loved it. I fell in love with it immediately because it spoke to me as I've always felt like this outsider. So this movie spoke to me because I have, I did have friends who were weirdos. Like we were the type of friends who didn't I like to think of it as we were put together and we stuck together all throughout high school because we were in the same homeroom and most of us did drama. So we spent most of our time together anyway. Aside from the fact that we liked each other, had sleepovers, went and watched movies together, we were pinned together for so long that this was this was us and you could see you could clearly see that these people are different so um that kind of was like hmm okay now i see that i don't have to feel odd because i can i feel like i can relate to someone but also because i'm different i embrace my difference but also know that I have to or I can appreciate other people and that other people can appreciate me. Do you like doing podcasts in your free time? I love my podcast. I cannot say that with as much enthusiasm. It's not like I'm not passionate about doing this podcast, but it's not a thing of I don't I don't think of it as I'm doing it in my free time. I think of it as work work that I love, work that I put effort into, work that I see as an investment into my future. Um, but also, it's a thing that I do that's very therapeutic for me. So I guess you could call it a free time thing. But yeah. When will season three of the podcast come out? <laughs> And I said after my break when season 2 is finished. Whenever that will be. I don't know. Um, one film that you can watch over and over again. So <laughs> with me, I don't know if it's with other people, but it works like cravings. And when I have a craving, I have to have it today. If I don't have it today, then I'm not gonna want it anytime soon. And these are things that I notice after the first time that I watched it, I will want to watch it again sometime soon in the same week. That's how I know that I really, really like this thing. And then I'll go buy the DVD and then I'll just have it there. Okay, what was your high school life like? Any highlights about it? Something you'll never forget? Funny, embarrassing stories. As I said in my comment, I had weirdos for friends i had the weirdest weirdos for friends but I, I i believe that everyone believes that their friends are weirdos but i had weird we were so random we would do the most random things 
and we just have a laugh. Um, at one of our first sleepovers, <laughs> I never played with bobbies. I hated bobbies. My bobbies all had missing limbs, or you will just find a leg in my play, in my plaything. Um, <laughs> it's so stupid. But the first time that I played with a bobby doll was in grade eight at a sleepover. Mind you, we were drama geeks. So what we did was we went into my friend's little sister's bedroom, and we pulled out all the dolls and everything, and we just had this show. Like we had an entire drama story, and I have a video of it, and it's just it's the funniest. Um, but it was also these these characters are also based on people that we know, and us. So it was basically us reenacting wishful thinking. That's the only thing that I can. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can describe it as.、Um, any highlights about high school? <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into it, but my primary life wasn't as amazing for me as my high school life, because sometimes in primary school, the friends that I had. We're fighting to be so mature that we all had to grow up very fast. And the time I met my high school friends was the best for me, because it allowed me to be a kid again. It allowed me to not take myself too seriously. The highlight of highlights of high school was spending time with my friends, because we were just there in the moment. We didn't worry about anything. We didn't take ourselves too seriously. We'd play if we want to play. We'd act things out if we wanted to act things out, and the many videos that I still have of them, and it, those are the times that I cherish because that was the one time in my life that I went crazy with people, and I didn't feel like I was weird. Favorite hobby besides podcasting? I probably have the most boring hobbies. I write. I read. I watch film and series. I like to be. I like to lose myself in fiction. If I have to put it in one sentence. Netflix series recommendations. Yeah. So I said it might be odd, but I'm very invested in Skins. I love Skins. It's. I feel nostalgic every time that I watch Skins. And mind you, this thing came out when I was eleven. <laughs> But watching it now, I feel like I'm back in two thousand seven, and I'm watching this thing, and I'm at their age, like I'm a teenager in that time, and I'm also going through this. And I, I became very, very attached to Gen One. The sad thing about British series, the British series that I love and I've watched, is that the main cast does not stay the same. Eventually, every one of the first season are gonna be gone, and then there'll be other characters, which is what happened with Misfits. Hence, I never watched Misfits until the very end because everyone left, and I was devastated. <laughs> But um, The Midnight Gospel, um, BoJack Horseman, Skins. If you like indie. Please like me. It's very nice. <laughs> it's funny. It's small. But me, I'm an HBO girl. To be honest, I'm an HBO person.、Uh, favorite movie genre? 
I meant to say melancholic. Look at my English there. I like them <laughs> melancholic and thought-provoking. The spelling is just horrid. <laughs> but um, I said that any indie film will do. But movies that I watch are movies that I sit through and I've took something from it and it touched me personally. This is why I love dramas. And then my favorite music genre. Alternative. <laughs> I love alternative rock. So the thing with genres, with music genres, right, is that you cannot pinpoint what is what these days because everything is everything these days. However, these days it's kind of odd to say that you like alternative rock when your favorite band has been alternative rock but now they'll say like it's a pop band or something. I'm talking about the 1975 specifically. That first album <laughs> and those EPs before that goes unmatched like nothing. Although I've loved their transition and their evolution, nothing matches that first album and the moment that I heard Robbers on Let There Be Rock. I wish it's been a love affair, man. It's been a love affair. I really, really love alternative rock. And when I'm speaking alternative rock, I'm talking about the 1975. I really love Nothing But Thieves, The Neighborhood. That counts in your Tash Sultanas, your Arctic Monkeys. I love OJ, the All-American Rejects. Bad Flower is a band that my boyfriend discovered and now I listen to all the time. Basically Dirty Hit. You see that label, basically everything, <laughs> basically everything that is released by the Dirty Hit records. Yeah. Let me not forget South African bands. I mean, me and Newtown Knife Gang, Newtown Knife Gang is there for me. Like, gets at the top. <laughs> and then I like Prime Circle and Better Einder has some of those songs like um, Solidarity, which I love. And then Gulgans has a very special place in my heart because you know life. Yeah. Last ones, which is your favorite episode from season one of Elisal Chit Chats? My favorite episode from season one was definitely the one where I did with Spratly, who is the owner and founder of the Safe House Initiative. Um, it was the first time that I interviewed someone who I don't know, so I, I was very, very nervous and I had technical problems. <laughs> but she was so 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 patient with me um but i really loved how she shared her story and i loved how i could ask her questions and she gladly answered and i feel like these are things that i wanted to know but these are things that other people wanted to know as well and wouldn't know where to ask so so it's the one episode that I feel like was very valuable not only to myself but to other people as well who needed to hear what she was saying and what we talked about at the time. It was also one of my favorite episodes to make. Um, as I said, this was the first time me interviewing someone that I don't know and I was welcomed very warmly. 
I would like to thank you guys for sending me these questions so that I can create this episode. Um, I'd like to especially thank <laughs> the Sludge Ground. Okay, you guys' podcast's name is not easy to say in one go. But the Sludge Underground podcast, I really like to thank them for recognizing me and sending me those amazing questions and giving me that wonderful idea. I'll be doing that episode soon. I'd also like to thank Milai Blachnard and Dean Russell and Matepa R for sending me these questions so that I can fill today's episode again. Thank you so much for listening today. Even though we weren't doing that much, but answering Q&As, it's been fun to do that. It's been fun to unlock things that I never thought I would be thinking about again. <laughs> Um, but I really had fun answering your questions on Valentine's Day. Again, happy late Valentine's Day and happy Galentine's Day and happy Valentine's Day, whatever people call it. People, it happy that. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you a super, super, super great week ahead of you. Good luck to everyone who's back at school. I hope this year will run smoothly after everything that has happened since the year of the year that shall not be named actually let's name and shame it 2020 <laughs> after the year that happened and everything was just insane i hope it runs smoothly this time and that it won't have any interferences in your studies but i'm out i will be joining you again on friday where it will be the audience perspective on fridays and i will be looking at slot the recently finished series that was on Gagnet which was Dala which was really great but have a good have a good night you guys have a good week keep on keeping on and keep on going and take care of yourself seats bye hi Raineth here Around the time that I started my podcast I was told by someone that they wanted to start a podcast too but they didn't know how. Well, it has never been this easy to share your thoughts with the world, certainly not in limited characters anyway. I joined Buzzsprouts because I wanted a podcast-friendly environment that will have the work that I do with every episode. I'm not looking back. Buzzsprouts is home to a 100,000 podcasters. It's an ideal choice because not only do they give you detailed analytics to show how your podcast is doing, They'll give you tools to promote your episodes and an easily accessible podcast website where anyone can listen to your podcast. And because they think of your listeners' needs as well, the website will have a directory of where your episodes are available as well. If you'd like to try your hand at podcasting, Buzzsprouts is an option to consider. You can use the link in our description to check it out. You will get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and in addition, help support our show.